Chapter Twenty Three of Isaac Bickerstaff. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Isaac Bickerstaff, Physician and Astrologer, by Richard Steele. Chapter Twenty Three, Two Old Ladies, from my own apartment, December Twentieth, Seventeen Ten. It would be a good appendix to the Art of Living and Dying if any one would write the art of growing old and teach men to resign their pretensions to the pleasures and gallantries of youth in proportion to the alteration they find in themselves by the approach of age and infirmities the infirmities of this stage of life would be much fewer if we did not affect those which attend the more vigorous and active part of our days but instead of studying to be wiser or being contented with our present follies the ambition of many of us is also to be the same sort of fools we formerly have been i have often argued as i am a professed lover of women that her sex grows old with a much worse grace than the other does and have been ever of opinion that there are more well-pleased old women than old men i thought it a good reason for this that the ambition of the fair sex being confined to advantages of marriages were shining in the eyes of men their parts were over sooner and consequently the errors in the performance of them the conversation of this evening has not convinced me of the contrary for one or two fop women shall not make a balance for the crowd of coxcombs among ourselves diversified according to the different pursuits of pleasure and business returning home this evening a little before my usual hour i scarce had seated myself in my easy chair stirred the fire and stroked my cat but i heard somebody come rumbling upstairs i saw my door open and a human figure advancing towards me so fantastically put together that it was some minutes before i discovered to be my old and intimate friend sam trusty immediately i rose up and placed him in my own seat a compliment a i pay to few the first thing he uttered was isaac fetch me a cup of your cherry brandy before you offer to ask any question he drank a lusty draught sat silent for some time and at last broke out i am come quoth he to insult thee for an old fantastic dotard as thou art in ever defending the women i have this evening visited two window widows who are now in that state i have often heard you call an after-life i suppose you mean by it an existence which grows out of past entertainments and is an ultimately delight in the satisfactions which they once set their hearts upon too much to be ever able to relinquish have but patience he continued till i give you a sufficient account of my ladies and of this night's adventure they are much of an age but very different in their characters the one of them with all the advances which years have made upon her goes on in a certain romantic road of love and friendship which she fell into her teens the other has transferred the amorous passions 
of our first years to the love of cronies pets and favourites with which she is always surrounded but the genius of each of them will best appear by the account of what happened to me at their houses about five this afternoon being tired with study the weather inviting and time lying a little upon my hands i resolved at the instigation of my evil genius to visit them their husbands having been our contemporaries this i thought i could do without much trouble for both live in the very next street i went first to my lady camomile and the butler who had lived long in the family and seen me often in his master's time ushered me very civilly into the parlour and told me though my lady had given strict orders to be denied he was sure i might be admitted and bid the black boy acquaint his lady that i was come to wait upon her in the window lay two letters one broken open the other fresh sealed with a wafer the first directed to the divine cosmelia the second to the charming lucinda but both by the intended characters appeared to have very been writ by very unsteady hands such uncommon addresses increased my curiosity and put me upon asking my old friend the butler if he knew who those persons were very well says he this is from mrs furbish to my lady an old schoolfellow and great crony of her ladyship's and this the answer i inquired in what country she lived oh dear says he but just by in the neighbourhood why she was here all this morning and that letter came and was answered within these two hours they have taken an odd fancy you must know to call one another hard names but for all that they love one another hugely by this time the boy returned with his lady's humble service to me desiring i would excuse her for she could not possibly see me nor anybody else for it was opera night methinks says i such innocent folly as two old women's courtship to each other should rather make you mercy than put you out of humour please good isaac says he no interruptions i beseech you i got soon to mr feebles she was that formerly betty frisk you must needs remember her tom feeble of brazen nose fell in love with her for her fine dancing well mrs ursula without further ceremony carries me directly up to her mistress's chamber where i found her environed by four of the most mischievous animals than can ever infest a family an old shock-dog with one eye a monkey chained to one side of the chimney a great grey squirrel to the other and a parrot waddling in the middle of the room however for a while all was in a profound tranquillity upon the mantel-tree for i am a pretty curious observer stood a pot of lambative electuary with a stick of licorice and near it a phial of rose-water and powder of tutty upon the table 
lay a pipe filled with betony and colt's foot a roll of wax candle a silver spitting pot and a seville orange the lady was placed in a large wicker chair and her feet wrapped up in flannel supported by cushions and in this attitude would you believe it isaac was she reading a romance with spectacles on the first compliments over as she was industriously endeavouring to enter upon conversation a violent fit of coughing seized her this awakened shock and in a trice the whole room was in an uproar for the dog barked the squirrel squeaked the monkey chattered the parrot screamed and ursula to appease them was more clamorous than all the rest you isaac who know how any harsh noise affects my head may guess what i suffered from the hideous din of these discordant sounds at length all was appeased and quiet restored a chair was drawn for me where i was no sooner seated but the parrot fixed his horny beak as sharp as a pair of shears in one of my heels just above the shoe i sprang from the place with an unusual agility and so being within the monkey's reach he snatches off my new bob-wig and throws it upon two apples that were roasting by a sullen sea-coal fire i was nimble enough to save it from any further damage than singing the force top i put it on and composing myself as well as i could i drew my chair forwards or the other side of the chimney the good lady as soon as she had recovered breath employed it in making a thousand apologies and with great eloquence and a numerous train of words lamented my misfortune in the middle of her harangue i felt something scratching near my knee and feeling what it should be found the squirrel had got into my coat pocket as he endeavoured to remove him from his burrow he made his teeth meet through the fleshy part of my forefinger this gave me an unexpressible pain the hungry water was immediately brought to bathe it and gold-beater's skin applied to stop the blood the lady renewed her excuses but being now out of all patience i abruptly took my leave and hobbling downstairs with heedless haste i set my foot full in a pail of water and down we came to the bottom together here my friend concluded his narrative and with a composed continuance i began to make him compliments of condolence but he started from his chair and said isaac you may spare your speeches i expect no reply when i told you this i knew you would laugh at me but the next woman that makes me ridiculous shall be a young one end of chapter twenty three read by elijah fisher